Hi guys, welcome back to the Millennial Podcast today. I have with me Kavya Sadani. She's a counselor and a hypnotherapist. She has been working with millennials and corporates for last 15 years, having a cart of 10,000 odd clients. The highlight and more of a result of all of it is of course that she was the only Indian to have been invited by Oprah Winfrey in her live class show. So welcome Kavya, so glad to have you. Thank you so much Sudhi. Pleasure being with you on this one. So today as we've discussed we are going to talk more of your uh, advice for all of us how do we hate ourselves a little less That's a brilliant topic you have chosen and I'm I'm actually so glad that you've chosen this because I think most of us till we become completely aware are suffering from so much self hate and this could really It's like a therapy session for myself right <laughs> yeah. so I'm going to just shoot my questions at you Sure So as millennials when I've discussed this uh, many a times with my friends around or myself when I ponder I feel aren't we a little more like little self aware for our own good Well you know your statement is pretty much the opposite of ignorance is bliss right <laughs> um honestly if we are in ignorance we can't grow we stay stuck okay yes. and we think we are too self aware for our own good but actually we are not because if we would be self aware we wouldn't be doing half the things we do for ourselves at this point right we wouldn't be self sabotaging we wouldn't be procrastinating we wouldn't be making the wrong food choices we wouldn't be making the wrong jobs the wrong partners i mean if i knew what was right and wrong for me i could choose better no Right. I clearly don't know what is so right and so wrong for me. That's why I keep making wrong choices and I keep uh, axing my own foot. So no, I don't I don't think we are too self-aware. And is there anything like too healthy? Is there anything like too loved? Is there anything like too self-aware? No, there isn't. Right. So my point here when I have a conversation with my parents when I tell that you know what I actually I feel anxious so I don't like it when I'm not appreciated or when I put forward these things like you said that we are much more opinionated we think we know better hmm. um which is what I feel somewhere lacked with our parents because they were conditioned in a way so that context of self aware where I know now what anxiety means you know where I know what depression means where I know what appreciation so isn't that something that you face with your clients so millennials you know they tell you things that they already know about themselves i don't think it is a problem that the millennials know more right. i think the problem is that the millennials have a huge judgment about everything hmm. okay they hmm. make everything right and wrong good and right. bad that is the problem where I, uh, you know that uh, it's great that you have uh, the freedom to be who you want to be it's great that you can talk about uh, you know wanting to be gender fluid or wanting to side uh, somebody who has choices over their sexuality what is not good is that you now also have an opinion about other people who don't understand gender fluidity right so uh, we are very quick to judge and that's the problem it's almost right. like you are trapping yourself into the prison that i should always be right i should always be heard i should always be appreciated mm-hmm. i should mm-hmm. always be getting what i want no matter what that that is coming from a very unhealthy sense of entitlement okay and um, you know the way i see self awareness i see self awareness as a space of freedom 
Right. We have to have the courage to try. We have to have the courage to make mistakes. We have to have the courage to fail and try again to get this awareness. So being self-aware is a lot of freedom. It means that I can choose better, but it doesn't mean that I now have the right and the privilege to put other people down just because I'm more aware and my parents are not. Now that is a problem. I agree. This was a, a fresh perspective about the fact that how like people don't who don't understand it or choose not to get into it are also judged in the whole uh, lag of us talking about you no know, what's right and wrong and we just believe that others have to resonate and we feel any bit different like even when I talk about love if the other person doesn't love like me I feel that love is not there. Exactly. And you know, let me let me give you a very powerful example here, which yeah. will instantly resonate with you. Um, perspectives change with time, ideas change with time. Okay, so let's say uh, 40 years earlier, or 30 years, or even 10 years earlier, people were judged because they wanted to leave a marriage because they wanted a divorce. Hmm. Okay, because they wanted to get out of something that was toxic. Now, people are judged because they want to stay in a relationship that is toxic. Right. I or they know. don't want to divorce. And now you are shamed for it. Like, why can't you? Don't you have the courage to? Don't you think you're good enough? What is wrong with you? Why are you being a slave? It's just that the time has changed. With time, perspectives will change. Opinions will change. We all change, right? Are you the same person you were last year? No. So we need to have, along with the freedom and the awareness, we also need to have a huge amount of sensitivity and patience for the other people who are not evolving at the same speed as you are. Once yeah. you can cultivate that, everything works. We've just changed the topic of conversation, but the judgment or the way things were working hasn't really uh, been deferred from then to now. And we are doing the same thing all over again, but now we just feel Absolutely. in our own very way, we just put a lens of, okay, no, this is the right thing. As you spoke about this, now we believe in right and wrong. Like our generation mm. is a very white and black. Mm. Kind mm. Of a, you know, mm. anything in gray is what we question or we, we name that also category as something very uncertain. We just don't like to be in, in an uncertain category. What do you want to say about that? You know, uh, I think we all come to a huge sense of peace when we become comfortable with being in the gray. Because the more you grow, the older you become, the wiser you become, you realize that every single thing is gray. Right. And being gray itself, there's nothing wrong with it. There's no judgment about it. It is just what it is. Right. Now, I can uh, accept other people's gray if I can mm. accept my gray. Right. Okay. Um, if the COVID has taught us any one thing, Siddhi, it is that none of us are separate from each other. What affects one will affect each one of us. Okay. So when we say, you know, we should love people and we should love and we should be accepting of people and all of that, it sounds great, but that can only happen first when I accept myself. We have become used to this pattern of self-hate if we are not living up to certain standards, just the way you said that if we are not succeeding, if we are not seeing the money come in, if we are not seeing the fame come in, if we are not seeing the degrees come in, it means I'm not good enough. Right. Okay. And that's not okay. I mean, if you've ever seen a bamboo plant, mm -hmm. the comparison here is between um, a fern and moss, which will grow within one month, it will make all your walls look green. 
whereas if you plant a bamboo seed it could take 2 3 4 5 years to grow without a shoot coming up at all right. now when you say that the bamboo is rubbish and the moss is great look at the speed what was the bamboo doing all of this time the bamboo for 5 years was literally developing a base and growing roots so deep into the earth that it could grow when it's out it can grow to as many feet as it chooses to hmm. right but while it hasn't grown it's in the gray area right so okay. if we can stick to the fact that gray is equal to growth and we don't have to take such strong stands all the time it can uh, really push us in our progress and you know no comparison with anybody else who's a startup or who's already developed we need to become comfortable with where was i yesterday to where am i today that's right. the only thing we need to look at that's it right as you spoke about comparison i'm constantly torn between being grateful i have to be grateful we are constantly like privileged people are constantly being burdened with you know you have to be grateful for what all you have look at what people don't have and then mm. i'm also constantly torn between not pushing enough to be able to you know think about the times that you know people don't really have anything and they've gone way far in their careers or life or at least trying to make an impact otherwise forget career but they're mm. trying to push their limits and make that uh, impact So mm. like that constant tone between being content, being happy, and trying to be hard on yourself for some reason, or just pushing yourself. What do you think is a hack here? What do you think I can use? Uh, first of all, why? What I don't understand is that why does it mean that if you are content and grateful, that you will not push yourself? Right. In fact, when you are content and grateful, is when you are naturally pushing yourself because you want to grow. okay but this constantly pushing hard enough the imbalance also comes from not having enough love for yourself where again we are making everything right or wrong black or white i mean even for a moment if you think that i'm content it this is not right this is not wrong it is just how it is how does it feel and if you say well i'm pushing too hard pushing too hard is not right it's not too wrong how does it feel and yeah. then you ask yourself that what would a person who truly loves themselves do right now be okay with being content or pushing too hard till the break and you'll have the answer yeah, yeah but when you ask a question from self love from saying that if i truly loved myself what would i do right now what feels better to my mind and body right now the answer will always be be content and be grateful and there if you are pushing yourself a little harder that is also coming from a space of joy that's also coming from a space of knowing that i am capable of doing better and i want to do better it's not coming out of a space of beating yourself up now our conditioning tells us that you're not good enough till you get there and you know till you make this much money till you make th- these degrees but you know the problem is that when we get there we are always raising the bar further right so it's a no win situation in fact if you've ever used the law of attraction if you know the law of attraction you will realize that being in a space of gratitude and being content with what you have is the fastest way to manifest what you want because the vibration of your body is now you know absolutely changing in a way that you can become a magnet for bigger things so the hack here would be be grateful be content with what you have today and yet push for what you want tomorrow 
they are not mutually exclusive that either i can be content or i can push hard yeah, no they yeah. go hand in hand i think yeah like you spoke the last sentence and that's where i think for me i understood the whole narrative was i don't necessarily have to choose i you can don't have choose to. both yes you it's like saying that you know if i say that i'm good enough uh, it means that i can't get better so uh, it you know you start telling yourself that i'm good enough for every situation right now and yet i'm getting better every single day hmm. it's acknowledging what you have achieved who you have become and completely loving and accepting yourself right now and only and only when you truly love yourself are you motivated to do better tomorrow agreed so when we talk about even this that you say that i have to accept and i also have to personally love the space that i am in right now do yeah. you ever think that this is also a a function that has to be satisfied or fulfilled by people around us do we need to have their expectations or should we just not like i mean when you appreciated you believe yourself your capabilities also more regardless Correct. of the fact that you know that you know you can do well so do you think we should have that expectation or not and if not how to detach so um having validation is one thing needing validation rather uh, needing validation is one thing that is common in every single human being on the planet right. we all need validation for who we are what we are doing and you know whether we are going on the right path wrong path etc uh but we have made it a disease now where we only and only work for validation and until the validation doesn't come i keep beating myself up saying i'm not good enough because this one didn't appreciate me that one didn't appreciate me in mm. fact till 10 years ago this was an easier game where i only wanted validation from my husband my children and my parents and my in-laws and maybe two or three friends at the max right. but now i need validation from the 5000 followers i've got on uh, instagram yeah <laughs> and if those 5000 people haven't sent a heart or a heart emoji or hot emoji or a fire emoji i don't feel good enough about myself right 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 and this is now um the disease of expecting and wanting validation from everyone is becoming uh you know almost like a sense of self obsession yeah and this self obsession is now leading to anxiety because who says how much is too much Right. I mean today I got 5000 tomorrow it could be 10000 then I start Absolutely. buying followers and then I want 1 lakh followers and even that is not enough right so there's what is enough hmm. so the um again the solution here is that as much as you need validation we all are capable of giving validation to ourselves but we take it for granted you know the yeah. people who love us they are constantly giving us a validation you will always receive the validation from people who mean to you but you know what are but you're to my mom na you're to my dad na you're to my partner na it doesn't matter you will always think good for me right. how do we so easily just rubbish the validation from the people who truly mean it hmm. and we are only expecting it from people who really you know may not mean it at all in fact i have heard my children say that mom is uh, almost disrespectful to unfollow somebody who you know or yeah. to not put up a heart we don't understand all of that we feel like i mean this is like saying main tumko ghar pe chhodne ko aao fir tum mujhe chhodne ko aao fir main tumko chhodne ko aao fir tum mujhe chhodne ko aao ye khatam kaha hota hai never thought about Yeah. Right. So exactly. who ends it? Exactly. So if you actually see it logically, when the relationships between two people are really strong, you don't need so many formalities. 
right right that right. so don't trust the social media likes and uh, validation because it is not always from a space of love it is from a space of formality it is from a space of comparison it is from a space of social media etiquette it may not be true true right we've already spoken about social media as catalyzing comparisons and we've already spoken about the half of the ones who are self obsessed and what truly ends up their situation being like but what yeah. about the people who look at these comparisons you know looking at somebody else's growth or looking at anybody's body or their page or the kind of work they are doing and especially like you said it's not the people outside sometimes it's people you know that self hate that we develop unknowingly subconsciously like even me if i say for that matter subconsciously when i'm just like oh god yeah why can't i do that what is it that you can tell me now that i can remind myself every time i think about it okay so uh first of all if we want to receive anything from the universe we need to give it out hmm. okay so if i want to receive love from the universe i need to give out love but i can only give out love if i have love for myself right right if i want to receive validation from the universe i need to give out validation for other people but i can only give out validation if i have it for myself okay now this is like going with an empty katora to the universe and saying that hey you please tell me that you like me you please tell me that you like me you please tell me that you like me so that i can tolerate myself right this is again a disease which we have caught on because of social media so why can't we just accept that the way i am right now i'm good enough when we were children when we were babies when we were born we loved ourselves so much that we wanted to chew our own fingers and toes we constantly had our feet in our mouth okay yeah. we looked yeah. into the mirror we wanted to kiss ourselves right nothing has changed we are still that little child within us what has changed is that the society has now told you that you are not good enough because somebody else on the magazine is somebody that you need to live up to which is fake 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 right but we have to see that what you really focus on is going to grow if you're not happy with your body you focus on great health your body will grow in great health but if you focus on the level of hatred that you have for yourself the level of hatred inside of you is going to grow and yeah. people outside of you will tell you that you are worthy enough for being hated because right. the universe is a mirror yeah. okay whatever you have inside of you the universe will show outside you i actually uh, agree with the whole mirror perspective because i have experienced in my life that every time i have projected myself as a weak person in terms of anything even when i talk about podcast i was just like i mean i don't really have anything to uh, speak siddhi i mean people need to get some experience and then that's when they start this but i always wanted to do it and i constantly told myself not right now probably but the fact yeah. that i kept saying that i remember the conversations with people who i used to also share the idea with they'll be like oh yeah probably you know take your time but the minute mm. i changed the narrative of the fact that you know i think i'll get to connect with awesome people and i'll be able to learn what i'm going to learn in next 5 years what i'm thinking of 
in probably a year because i'll be connecting with all these people right now so why should i wait and that's when they also were like you know what actually you make more sense so it's just what you think of yourself and you project and tell about yourself to others is what they truly will believe eventually if not then but if you keep knocking yourself in front of others you cannot be expecting people are going to put your pieces together and be like no you're stupid you don't have to think like that nobody's going to do that after like three times you're just like self sabotaging yourself in front of anybody else right absolutely absolutely i mean one simple thing if we could all do if we could all make joy a priority yes sidhi so if you ask yourself that you know what can i do today to feel joyful okay let's do a podcast and follow that the you know the universe has given us this gift of life and if we have one purpose that purpose is just to enjoy ourselves just to experience it with all of our five senses and live it to the fullest but right. we are not taught to make joy a priority in fact every time when we were little when we were just sitting and watching the ants go by and that was giving us a lot of joy yeah. we were given a little tuppy on our head and we were said why are you wasting time go do your math homework i'll give you a chocolate okay right. so the natural motivation that we had which was following our joy was now replaced with the artificial motivation of that chocolate right and now we are all confused and hardwired in our head that should i follow my joy or should i follow something that is artificial motivation like my money or the big house or the big car or you know my mom saying good job right now we are confused but we need to go back to all of those things that naturally make us feel joyful and you will never have a day when you are not motivated you will never have a day when you are slacking or you are procrastinating or you are self sabotaging but make joy a priority amen to that thought i think that absolutely brings us to the basic of the fact that you already have what you need within yourself but it just you see and you learn things so much in a conditioned way that somewhere we are dysfunctional and that's where that gray area is such a big threat because we don't want to be in a place where we don't know correct Yeah. Correct and sometimes we have to accept the fact that uh, that place that we don't know is the magical space where we are supposed to reach yeah right True. and uh, i mean fall in love with uncertainty fall in love with the gray there's this tremendous opportunity in the gray right you know every time we are uncertain we'll be forced to answer the questions that we don't usually you know talk about or think about correct so that just helps us grow as a person again but tangible growth is only the growth that we want to reward or celebrate in gray is growth okay the universe has a mechanism uh, siddhi where the universe just wants to make us a little uncomfortable right okay when we become uncomfortable at that time we are forced and we are pushed to make a move now whatever move you make you remember that you can't go right or wrong because all roads lead to the same path okay but if we are not uncomfortable we will not move all of us have evolved in the face of threat but if there was no change if there was no threat we would not grow we would still be in the jungles being eaten up alive by the lions and tigers so we got a lot to be grateful for for the gray absolutely the next thing that i'd like to talk to you about was the fact that how 
within the millennials at least how loosely we use the psychological terms in our generation and somewhere that increases uh, the awareness but also it increases fear in terms of you know when we use it very lightly or we use it at a place where we shouldn't since we don't know psychology that way so i mean what do you have to say about that <laughs> okay so first of all when i was a student my teachers he passed away many years ago he was this brilliant german man and he told me once that kavyal god is in the word be very very careful with what words you are using because every word has energy every word has power okay and have you heard the word abracadabra siddhi right you know yeah. where it's used Yes, magic. Yes, but abracadabra actually in literal translation means I create as I speak. Okay? It means okay. I create as I speak. Hmm. And I want you to know that if you're constantly saying that hey, I got anxiety, I got anxiety or I got depression and or I I'm just behaving like bipolar or become bipolar, every single thing that you are saying to yourself, your body remembers that. okay um because water water has memory whatever you expose the water to the water molecules change according to the exposure of the word and remember that we are 70% water right okay so if you do this experiment where even after lunch in 10 minutes you start telling yourself i'm hungry i'm hungry i'm hungry i'm hungry you say that 10 times and you will be hungry okay right. so we got to be very careful Of what are these words that we are using for ourselves what are these words we are using for others and most of the times we don't even know fully what it means i mean a lot of kids use these terms to sound cool and different or they want to draw attention to themselves but mm. then we become it we become the anxiety we become the depression and it's not that much fun right i have had a lot of people who've coming to me telling me i have social anxiety when i start treating them i tell them in the second session itself dude you got no social anxiety because you know now they have started using the word social anxiety and they've bought that story to escape their responsibility of engaging with people or to escape their responsibility of going and cracking that interview right so you convince yourself that you got social anxiety and uh, you know you also got to understand this that there is a huge payback in being sick there's a huge payback in using all of these labels that if you tell somebody you got depression everybody around you for a while will give you that uh, significance they'll give you that support the sympathy but it it's going to get over it's not going to last you a lifetime plus the drawback that we don't see is if you begin to use these terms and if you become it you become the depressive person you will manifest two three very anxious people around you and you'll be like why why is everyone pushing me why is everybody telling me what to do because a depressed person wants to take no responsibility of themselves so now right. they create very anxious parents mom is telling you what to do dad is telling you what to do brother is telling you what to do and now you make them anxious so right. your energy is impacting the other people's energy around you as well Yes. Right. So, um, I mean, if we can just start understanding that you know, there's a huge ripple effect to every single thing that we say or do. Maybe you will control yourself in the beginning. Yeah. But I because think. we are not aware of our consequences of these words, which sound very fancy, but they're very dangerous territory. Uh, you would stop. You would stop using them. 
Right. I think that also uh, attracts, like how we speak, the person you are, you're going to attract the same kind of people around you. 100%. And then you will eventually attract the same kind of people and then you will not like it. Correct. And uh, yeah, that's true. And people, whoever are going through it, uh, I mean, for them already, it's it's a sad thing. We just using those words lightly also just disrupts their impact in terms of what they mean to come out and say there. Absolutely. For them, it could be a very big deal and once if we start using it lightly now for the last two years anxiety depression has become such a big buzzword for that matter and it's spoken about very uh, loudly which is great we need more awareness but the kind of awareness now we give it to that we we don't want it to be understated at any point that one person who actually needs it doesn't get it because now we are just like yeah man everybody has anxiety correct which has become the reality of thing that yeah everybody has a problem so now people who actually have problems are just like okay they are not getting that attention that they could have used absolutely so i would like to end this with a rapid fire for people who don't know kavya don't know about the fact that she has a great sense of psychological reasoning for sicknesses that we have as sad as it is it's very common between a lot of millennials right now and i would like you to talk about what are the psychological reasons for these sicknesses so as to people who are unaware or can't really gauge why it's happening to them sometimes they have a reason but people who don't have a reason and are not understanding why is it happening to them probably they can get some help from this so the first sickness that i'm asking is for pcod okay pcod happens to the girls when we feel like we are not able to completely accept our femininity maybe also sometimes you know some girls have heard when they were born that oh your parents wanted a son but you're a daughter or they've heard a loose conditioning saying that oh girls are not good enough or girls can't do this and they grow up thinking that they are not powerful enough in being women or being feminine then they now choose to becoming more and more masculine in their head now when i re- reject my femininity and embrace masculinity my hormones go for a toss where my feminine hormones go lower and my masculine hormones go higher mm-hmm. so that is the problem or the imbalance that causes the pcod polycystic ovarian disorder okay that's something i i'm sure we didn't know so the second one is migraine migraines come from the dislike of being driven by other people others opinions other situations and circumstances so you got to look around that is there anybody around you who's extremely dominating who wants their way out who wants you to do what you know passively or actively they are asking you to do and you don't like being driven by somebody else that's going to give you a lot of migraines and if they want to get out of it what what can they do then you need to start setting stronger boundaries you need to become more confident and more clear of exactly what you want most of the times people who are not clear of what they want will allow other people to dominate right that way they can uh, escape the responsibility of taking the decision themselves okay right. but uh, you're not necessarily going to enjoy that process so setting stronger boundaries and being assertive into what you want and saying no for what you don't want will uh, automatically reduce the impact of migraines The third one uh, is acne. Acne and pimples comes from absolute self-rejection where I feel like I'm not good enough and I don't like myself and you know I wish I didn't have this face I wish I didn't have this skin self-rejection is going to give you the disruption in your skin so yeah there acne goes. Okay and for back aches 
well back aches are of uh, you could have three kinds uh, upper back middle back and lower back upper back is a space where i feel like i have too much responsibility or i i have a huge burden you know a kind of a burden that i can't put down and i can't nibhao also and i got to keep carrying that on that's going to give me upper back pains where i feel unsupported yes. middle back pain has a lot to do with guilt if you are carrying guilt over something over your actions then your middle back is going to go for a toss and the lower back pain is excessive worry of finances and people you know your ghar ke kaam wale office ke staff ya emis hain loans hain you you're not making enough money you're constantly worried about the money too much money also worry less money also worry that's going to give you lower back pains right yeah i think this has been overall very illuminating for me as far as these sicknesses and your psychological reasoning behind it goes i am looking forward to even doing like part 2s and 3s about different aspects because um like you said there's no too much learning something from you <laughs> and i'll always like to get more insights on this and i'm so excited firstly also like i'm sure people know this but for your new show which is um me and my therapist yes thank you so much siddhi and it was a pleasure uh, having this conversation with you i hope this goes far and wide and it can help as many people as we can and yes i look forward to having more podcasts with you thank you for the opportunity Thank you so much. All right.